This is the Teachable Soul Podcast. Because we cannot possibly live long enough to make all the mistakes ourselves, let's take a few moments to learn from the mistakes of others. The Teachable Soul Podcast, where guests and listeners like you share stories of failure and teachable moments on the journey to success. Here's your host, Kat Daniels. Welcome to the Teachable Soul Podcast. I am your host, as always, Kat Daniels. And today with me for a special Valentine's episode, I have actually brought back a guest that we have had before. So if you didn't go and see the episode with John Newport, um, when we were talking about pickup artists, feel free to go back and do that. Um, you don't, you can pause now and go back or you don't have to, you can just listen. It'll be, it'll be somewhat similar, but you can listen to this one first and then of course go back and listen to the other one. So John Newport is an ex pickup artist. He uh, joined the pickup artist community and then along the way sort of realized that what they were doing was basically manipulation and that was all it was. So now he actually runs a company helping other people to not really use those techniques, but more so to find depth in their relationships and actual connection and intimacy and um, kind of like a dating coach, but possibly better. So <laughs> yeah. without further ado, <laughs> welcome, John. Hi, John. Yes. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me back. Absolutely. Good. Thank you so much for being willing and able and fitness into your schedule. I know things have been crazy. You are actually expanding during the pandemic, which is fantabulous for you. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah we are due to listener demand put mm. on us. So we've had to expand our company and actually incorporate additional services that really didn't fit initially with our vision of the company. It's gone much further. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're hopefully going to have that up by the time this podcast releases. Right, because we are 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 recording in January, and we're going to have this out before, like right around Valentine's Day for everybody, because everybody needs you know stuff around Valentine's Day for dating and you know relationships and whatnot. So your show yeah. is the Girls Ask Guys Show. Are you keeping that name? Uh, no, actually, we are going with a new company name, and it's I Know Cupid. So I Know Cupid dot com. Cool. Yeah, we have all kinds of information that we're including in the site. It's a total rebuild. It's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds super exciting. So I brought you back on partially because some of our listeners last time had some more questions, basically. One of their questions was we had we had talked about the pickup artist community. And then we also briefly mentioned, like you said that there was a women's pickup artist community. Yes. Yeah. So how does that differ from like the men's pickup artist community, I guess? Well, the women's pickup artist community, uh, you have to kind of take into context the limitations or the social limitations that are put upon women, where if you step out and you try to introduce yourself or try to meet a guy, then they're looked at as being too easy, too eager, too desperate. Uh, you get the S word slapped upon you. And mm -hmm. what they're doing is they are teaching women the things that guys typically will look for in women. And they actually have it so that they can put themselves out there without having to worry about those labels coming in. So it's a little bit more ethical than what the guys are doing. Yeah. So, <sighs> and there's really only two women pickup artists that 
that I am aware of. I have not met them personally. Oh, interesting. Okay. So clearly, I mean, like whatever's going on, it's not that many. <laughs> no, no, it's not to the degree that the, that the guys are at. Yeah. So when you say that they're, they're teaching women to basically, are they teaching women to like do things or look a certain way? Like what, like to say something a certain way? How, how does that work? It's more of there's, they're showing them how to put the signals out there. Like for myself, if I'm talking to a girl and I see that she's my biggest indicator of interest is when they close proximity, if they could be standing two feet away from me. And then as I'm talking to them, they start closing that proximity distance and then maybe a light touch on the arm or something like that. Those are indicators of interest that they're interested in me and they want to continue the conversation. So that's pretty much what they're teaching these women how to do. So instead of staying, uh, being back offish and kind of just slightly hinting and hoping the guy gets the hint that, hey, I'm interested in you, mm-hmm. they're showing them how to do this, but a little bit more overtly than mm-hmm. being so resigned. Right. So just to cover all the bases here, because I feel like last time, apparently I didn't, but <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot that goes into this. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I know that one of the problems, like personally as a woman, I know that I actually have more problems with men not getting the hint that I am not interested than I do have with them getting the hint that I am interested. Yeah, that's that's where they're misinterpreting signals and that comes from TV shows, comes from movies, comes from what they're reading in men's magazines and everything else. Right. Is that a common problem that men have before they get into the pickup artist community that they they feel like maybe someone's not interested and they don't take the hint? A little bit. Uh, a lot of it is either they're misinterpreting the signals or they're just completely missing the signals. Probably the hardest thing about the job that we do is when we're working with somebody and we're helping them not only discover who they are, being able to define who they are, which helps them in finding out the type, the personality type that they want in meeting somebody. And when we're going through this, they, they start to realize I missed the signal. That was the one chance that I had and I missed it. Wow. Mm -hmm. And sometimes for a lot of guys, it's, they're just misinterpreting stuff. They're misinterpreting a woman being friendly for her being, having a romantic interest. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I heard one time that the reason that men feel like they get stuck a lot in the friend zone, quote unquote, is because women actually have a an emotional connection with their friends generally, whether they be female or male. But men feel like they get stuck in a friend zone because they don't actually generally have emotional connections with their with their friends. Is that do you think that's accurate? Um, to a degree, but not. I couldn't fully agree with it. Mainly the reason that guys get stuck in the friend zone is because they're not letting, they're not letting their intent be known. Like I have a, I have somebody that I'm talking to now and within the first, Oh, probably three days. I I saw the indicators of interest and I just flat out asked her, 
are you considering going out with me? Because I am considering going out with you. I just put it all on the line. And now it's up to her as to whether she wants to take that any further or not. Uh, we defined it to not at this point in time. Because I have a new interesting problem where I'm, I come off as being too good to be true, which can lead to they think I'm either playing a game with them or I'm not being sincere. And it takes sometimes it takes a while for them to overcome that and see I'm being genuine with them. I'm not playing games. But if you're not telling somebody, I'm romantically interested in you, can we move forward? Or do we need to stay right here? If you're not putting that out there, uh, more than likely, she's going to stick you in the friend zone. Right. Well, so, because I have put people personally in the friend zone because I'm not interested, but I don't, right. like, they're good people. I don't mind being friends with them. But the problem that I then have is that they still have whatever feelings they think that they have for me. And then they can't let those go. Right. So what what advice do you give people who who get in that kind of back and forth thing? Uh, for that one, I would say you have to you need to define the relationship. You need to define where the boundaries are because if you don't have boundaries, then the whole relationship just kind of takes its own form, and the boundaries kind of pop up, but you're not really sure. So the entire time you're walking, it's like walking on eggshells. You don't want to break any eggs. And then that's when the frustration leads in. That's when uh, somebody can become very manipulative because they're sitting there in the background hoping that maybe you're going to change your mind. And it, right. it comes down to you have to define what type of relationship that we have. Like this person that I'm talking to, she knows I am interested. If she ever changes her mind, from going from where we're at to something different, I'm willing to do that. But at the same time, I'm not going to disrespect her and, and try to ask her for any more than what she is willing to offer. Right. So I'm still, so am, I, like am, I, am I answering the question or am I missing it? No, no, you're not missing it. It's, it's just, okay. it's personally. So like when I was in those situations, I told the person that, um, you know, we, I only wanted to be friends and because they were so engulfed in their feelings, they couldn't take that as just like, that's the boundary. They wouldn't, they weren't willing to stop at that boundary. And I know from yeah. other women that I've spoken to that men do have a problem stopping at boundaries <laughs> on oh, yeah. more than one occasion. Yeah. So, it, well, um, it comes from, it comes from the social upbringing. And if you look at the pickup artist community, they call it sarging. And it, so you're on the battlefield and you're just going to attack the front line until the front lines crumble. So that's what they're being fed. And yeah, in the past with certain types of women that will work, but you're manipulating the situation and it's not going to build anything long-term. Right. So that's what they're taught. We see it in the movies where the underdog, he just keeps going forward, going forward, going forward. And in the end, he gets the girl. Mm -hmm. And uh, they live happily ever after. And you have rainbows and unicorns. Right. <laughs> <There's>, 
but it doesn't work in real life. And all that does, it's, it puts you in the same situation that I was in years ago where they felt used. And so, I mean, there's really the only thing, the only real advice is if you have somebody like that, you have to, I mean, you pretty much have to slap them upside the face, not literally. Right. You have to tell them up front, this is not going to happen. Stop mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I wind up just having to cut them off. Yeah. yeah it's kind of like the little mosquito that just, you can't get rid of it. They just keep buzzing around until you <laughs> slap them. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so I find it very interesting that your company is expanding during the pandemic of all times. And I'm certain that it's because people are are just genuinely having a horrible time creating genuine connection only over the internet because we're all, you know, doing our best to social distance and and things like that. So is that what you're doing now? Are you coaching people on internet dating or just all of it? Uh, pretty much all of it. From dating uh, to marriage. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's, um, yeah, we have the people that we are working with, they genuinely feel stuck in trying to find somebody. And, mm-hmm. on, and even during the pandemic, we also had a problem where we went down for four months, uh, no internet connection, nothing. And once we came back up, we saw that our numbers had greatly increased by almost 1,200 new people per month. And uh, Which we, is amazing <laughs> to do when you're down and not posting anything, by the way. Yeah. Like, that's unheard of. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Our, the numbers blew us. We were actually scared of logging in to actually check our numbers. Mm, I bet. But, yeah, people, they feel stuck. They feel like... Uh, some of them, probably the worst scenarios that we have is they feel like they are not desired, like nobody wants them, mm-hmm. regardless of what they're trying to do. And they're going to Christmas parties, they're going to holiday parties, they're going on vacations. Here they have their aunt, their uncle, the best friend, their sister, their cousin. Look, here's my new boyfriend. Here's my new girlfriend. We're getting engaged. We're having, here's the wedding announcements. And they're sitting there by themselves. And what's wrong with me? Right. And we we can't guarantee anything. The only thing that we're hoping to do is here is, it's not a, it's not a system. I really don't like because a system guarantees some kind of result. Right. But here's a strategy. Right. And if you try this, try this, try this, eventually you're going to find out what works for you according to your personality and the character traits that you're looking for in order to attract somebody enough that they give you a chance for you to show them who you are and what you offer. Yeah. So, I just recently have been digging into like the whole alpha beta female versus male or whatever <laughs> thing. Yeah. <laughs> is that a thing? Like, is that a thing? Um, uh, the whole alpha beta thing. Uh, mm. uh, the first time I heard that it, Eric first mentioned it and it's, 
if you go into a club, you see the one guy who's standing there and he has all the other guys behind him, mm-hmm. but he's the one talking to the women. And whoever he doesn't choose, he kind of passes off to everybody else that's standing behind him. That was an observation that we made. He's like, that's the alpha. Everybody else is the beta. And it's based on the animal kingdom. You have the leader of the pack and then everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really don't agree with it because really anybody can become a leader. Mm-hmm. It's just you have to put them in the right situation in which they can lead. Mm-hmm. Some people lead very well in social situations. Some can only lead one or two people. Some can do an entire corporation. Right. But yeah, there's, yeah. It, it's strange. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, the research that I found had actually said, like it went back to the person who originally like created this whole alpha beta, even in, even in the animal kingdom, like theory. And he, he himself actually came out and said, I was wrong. Like I was mistaken. It's just, it's not a thing. Like yeah, I was, which happens, you know? Yeah. And it's, but it, it's already out there and yeah. people, they still, they bring it up and they go, oh yeah, that must be true. Even though the science that was behind it was flawed. Exactly. Yeah. We have, we back up everything that we have with scientific evidence from the universities and uh, social psychologists, uh, well, psychology, social psychology, uh, sexology, all these other ologies. I, we had one show that we did, and it was 37 different research reports that we referenced. Wow. What was the title of that show for listeners? Um, <laughs> that was over Love is Blind. The Netflix series, we actually, we predicted before it even, even before the finale, Mm -hmm. we predicted each and every couple, we were five for five. Wow. Good job. Then when they had the reunion episode, uh, the predictor that we made in that uh, final episode that we did, the predictor that we made actually happened in the reunion. So that made us six for six. Wait, what do you mean? Like one of the couples got together? Um, after? No, no. Every couple that we that we said was going to get married got married. Uh, mm-hmm. The couples that did not get married didn't. Uh, but there was a major fallout between one couple, mm-hmm. and we predicted what was going to happen with him and what was going to happen with her. Mm. The, so we got. Both of those, bef- we didn't even know that there was going to be a reunion. Yeah. But it was all based on the research that we have that we had done right. and how to be able to see what is taking place when it's taking place. You should create an entire show around that just for like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Uh, we've, uh, we've done some of the, we've looked at that. We've also have um, Married at First Sight. Mm-hmm. Uh, that oh my gosh! <laughs> that, yeah, that. <laughs> I uh, I've only watched a couple of episodes of that one because I can't even like some of that stuff just makes my stomach churn. <laughs> yeah, uh, there was another dating episode, dating show out there, and it was all about first dates. And you can see, I can sit there, I I can't watch it because I see <laughs> people who I can tell they've gone to some kind of course, some kind of class to mm-hmm. be a pickup artist. 
mm. and watching the the woman or the guy sitting there and it it's like a train wreck right uh, i can't stand watching him i'm like yeah. that he's manipulating you see it please see it right and you can't yell at her because she can't hear you and it makes you even more mad. I feel you. Or it was uh or it was recorded a year ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> also that. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that we kind of talked about last time is that one of the things that pick up the pickup artist as a whole community is kind of missing is the whole deeper connection. Like they teach you what to do to get a girl, but they don't really teach you like how to actually continue a, a healthy relationship. They just yes. teach you how to manipulate someone into, you know, going out with you basically. So pretty much. Yeah. So what does a deeper connection exactly entail that you guys teach? Cause I know there's like intimacy and things like that. Is that, is that it? Is that the secret sauce? Um, kind of thing? No, actually it's going even deeper than that. It's about having those tough conversations, those conversations that you don't want to have because you're risking everything um just as a as a beginning uh type of conversation that you can have and i've had this with many women and it kind of throws them off because it's not asked but how do you solve an argument if we get into an argument how do we solve what do you need to have happen in order for us to solve it do you need time away or do you have to settle it right then and there? And people don't talk about that. That's one of those little things that mm -hmm. you just, you find out after it's too late. Right. And then it's a huge blowout sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that thing on the internet that I've seen. That's like, if you ever want to know how somebody acts when they're angry, just give them like a computer on dialect and see how they go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put them under stress. Uh, yeah. There's, um, but what we do is we help the person that we're working with define themselves because uh, I've done seminars or speaking engagements and I'll point to somebody in the audience and say, who are you? And oh, I'm a mechanic. No, that's what you do. Who are you? And a lot of people, they can't answer that question, but if you don't know who you are, then how can you show somebody who you are how do you know what type of person or character traits you need in order to enhance your life so that's the base where we start then we we move through and we do a whole it's an optional thing we do a whole fashion wardrobe redo in order to so that they are dressing their personality because whether we want to admit it or not when somebody the first connection somebody has is they're attractive. Mm -hmm. But if you can, if you are dressed your personality, then they can look at you and go, oh, they're a professional. They're an outdoors person. They're a sporty type person. They kind of get a sense of who you are just by looking at you and how you are dressed. And for women in general, there's, if you take a look at somebody and you can say, okay, their life is rather put together. Everything matches. There's no fashion faux pas taking place. And okay, that's a person that I would like to meet compared to somebody who is dressed in a wife beater and uh, 
camouflage cargo shorts that are 25 years old and a pair of shoes that should have been replaced 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those things. I mean, if that's the person that you're looking for, more power to you. But so we go through that optional section there. Then we teach them how to approach somebody in an authentic and organic fashion and not being coming across as creepy or anything, just so that they can filter to find out if that person has traits that they want. Then you, then we show them how to set up an interesting first date that isn't the norm. So uh, going out for dinner and a movie, we don't do that. Right. <laughs> and then we show, we give them a list of questions. We have over 250 different types of questions they can ask that actually will help deepen the relationship or at least establish uh, some kind of connection that can go deeper. And they don't have turn to turn it into a game. Uh, We've thought about it, but there's too many other games out there that already exist that can actually do that. Mm-hmm. There are. Yeah. Yeah. But we, what we want to do is just help open that level of communication so that they can, they can start to establish some kind of level of trust. And if it doesn't work, it's not because of any kind of clashing that took place they're not going to leave and file an uh, restraining order that you can still keep up at least some semblance of a friendship right so during the pandemic what kind of interesting dates are you uh, advising people to have um one of one of them is it, it's a outdoorsy type of type of date the only thing you need is a phone Mm-hmm. And a list. So you're going to create a list of interesting things to take photos of. So it's a photo scavenger hunt. Mm. And you can walk around the city. I've done this in uh, my area. And we've discovered things that we, very interesting things that we didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. And after yeah. a while, it's it's not just we're taking a photo of it. No, it's the other person running up in front of the, in front of the sign or the whatever the building, and they're doing some kind of crazy pose. And mm-hmm. afterwards, we're sitting there, we're laughing back and forth. Oh, it would have been more funny if you did this, or I really like that one. Could you send that to me? Mm-hmm. It's those kind of things. Yeah. Um, or you can turn it into a competition if you're competitive people. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's one of those other things that I kind of look for. I want somebody that is going to compete against me. Mm-hmm. So if they don't turn it into a race, do you not have a second date? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, um, there's other traits that, that uh, it could be they're, they think outside the box. So they're showing more of their intelligence level or they're going to challenge me as to why this piece of art isn't art. Uh, it. It's one, it's, I now have 15 traits. The last, uh, the last time that we talked, I only had 14, but I added a 15th. And that's 15th. Forgiveness. Oh, and why did you add that? Uh, It's one of the traits that is not 
ever mentioned and it's not even thought of. Right. Because I am not a perfect person. I am eventually going to screw up someplace. Mm-hmm. I need them to be able to genuinely forgive me and not bring it up six months later when I screw up again. Mm. But if you look at, go out and bring up any kind of list that is out there, sense of humor is usually on the top. It's one of the top three. Definitely, yeah. You will not find forgiveness on any of those lists. Nope. No, on my list, I would certainly put, though, that they do have to have patience. And that's because... I don't want them flying off the handle every, you know, little thing that happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Patience is a big one for me because I'm constantly busy. I'm constantly on the go. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. So we were talking earlier about how long the pickup artist community has actually been around. Do you want to enlighten <laughs> us on that? <laughs> oh, actually, this will blow a lot of people away because it me away. it's, yeah, it, the pickup artist community has been around for centuries. Actually, the very first book or the very first example of pickup artist writings was Ovid's Ars Amaratora, or The Art of Love, and it was written in 2 CE. So I mean, we're not even talking BC, we're talking CE. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so that's... Yeah, and all it did was provide suggestions for where to take women on dates and how to stimulate their sexual interest through touch. Mm. So I wonder <laughs> how long ago that whole elbow trick was conceived. Oh, geez. Uh, I know about three elbow tricks. You're going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the one with like the blind mice or something. that. We oh, yes. About. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Um Oh, I'm trying to remember who who showed that to me. I couldn't. Rem- I can't remember if it was Eric, Neil. Oh man. Oh, I've, I've, I have his face in my head. Uh, he <laughs> he goes by the name Gambler. Uh, he now teaches over in England. Mm. But uh, I'm not sure if he's the one that showed it to me. But yeah, it was the three blind mice. Yeah, that one. It's been around for quite a while. I bet. Yeah. But I don't recommend anybody try it. You're going to get outed real fast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Trust me, I'm going to give this episode to all my girlfriends (laughs) and they're going to pass it to their girlfriends. (laughs) Well, that's that's part of what our whole mission is, is to teach women that this stuff actually does exist out there. Right. Yeah, because it's it's not people are creepy, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they are. And they're awful sometimes. Yeah. But we have examples that go uh, back into the 16th, 17th century. Uh, Don Juan is probably the biggest <laughs> one everybody's aware of, and it was his exploits. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you also have Caf- Casanova and his exploits uh, right. during the part Parisian aristocracy. Um, you have who is um, Soren Kiengard's Diary of a Seducer. Written in 1903. So, I mean, and it it just keeps on going. Um, There's books that were written in the 30s and 40s. And then you had the, what is it? How to Pick Up Girls by Eric Weber in the 1970s. So, everything was geared towards men 
there was nothing for women. So it's, it's been around. Yeah. That actually makes me wonder, is, is there a pickup artist community for like the days and the gays? Um, they are starting. There's, oh. there's more out there. Wow. Uh, it's, it's very hard to find them, but mm -hmm. they do exist. Uh, I, I've heard of them, but I have not run across any of them. Yeah. I, I, I know that like, I think it's harder to date when you're um, a gay man or a lesbian woman or, you know, transsexual, like by far, but <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I still think that you have to learn like what you want and what you need in order to like, cause one of the things that, that I'm learning more about, I guess, is that some people just genuinely are not <laughs> suited best yeah. for each other. And like, you can change things and you can become a better person, but there has to be a boundary to where and when and how much you actually change who you actually are. So where do you think yeah. that boundary lies? Uh, for myself, um, I, I, will not, I will not risk my integrity. That's one of my things. And, but now there's an evolution people go through. Um, one of the examples on our last episode where we were answering the question, is love a transactional affair or a, is it a selfless affair? There's, Ooh, you will go through an discussion. Yeah, it, it took us the entire episode. I bet. <laughs> but there was, um, there's an evolution that people go through. And the example that I used was I could listen to R&B and she can listen to country. Mm -hmm. Well, eventually I could, I can develop an appreciation for country music. Mm -hmm. But if I go through and I start deleting all of my R&B music and I start throwing away all the CDs, I start dressing country and or trying to impress her. Now I am being dis and genuine. I'm not being genuine. I'm not being authentic. I am changing myself to better impress her. If you're doing that, it's you're setting yourself up for failure. I mean, there's a difference between having an appreciation and kind of conforming a little bit mm -hmm. to better fit their personality. But that happens over time. It doesn't happen in months. You're, right. Give that more time. And that's where you kind of see the people, the, the married couples, the people who've been married for 15, 16, uh, 80 years, where it's very hard to tell where one person ends and the other person begins. Mm -hmm. But if you're just trying to fit their idea of what they want you to be, that's that's where I draw the line. Yeah. So I was in a. Are you on Clubhouse, by the way? Um, I haven't heard of it. Oh, so then you're not. Okay. Do you <laughs> yeah. have an Apple phone? Uh, no, I haven't. I switched over to Android <laughs> right okay. before the whole pandemic thing started. 
Oh, okay. So it's only available on Apple right now, which is probably why you haven't heard of it. So um, it's it's an audio-based social media platform, essentially, where you can go in and have random conversations with random strangers. But one of the topics of the rooms that I was in the other day was, if you're not ready to be a servant, then you're not ready to be married. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my well, God. Except- That's an upcoming episode that we're about to have. <laughs> so except that I believe that it like I'm not saying that anyone should serve the other person like physically like we are not slave laboring over here that's not that's not what I think that means but what I think they were having the conversation about was basically you have to have a desire to like do things on a daily basis that make the other person happy just because it makes them happy and even if it's n- like I, I personally feel like you have to have a desire to almost not, no, you have to have a desire to even go out of your way to make someone happy. Like, you know, when, when you're married and your wife is pregnant, you will go out of your way at three o'clock in the morning to go and get her food because you love her because she wakes up with a craving. That's love. And, and, well, you know, that's, mutual that's being, yeah, that's being selfless. Right. So right. on, so maybe it was the wording that they use because uh, I've we've heard of this servant thing before, and that's exactly how they intend it to be is to be a servant. And I'm not looking for a servant. I'm looking for somebody who's going to lift me up and make me want to be better. Mm. But I look at it as it's good karma out, good karma back. I'm right. going to do this because you enjoy it or I, you've mentioned it and it, that it's something that you want, that you need, or you desire. So I'm going to make that happen because I want you to be happy. And that's how I look at, that's how I would interpret it, but I'm being selfless. I'm not being a servant. So, but that, I don't know, maybe like to me, that just sounds like it's more of a transactional thing. Um, no transactional for us, the, the way that we define transaction, because we do have people that that's what they desire. They desire a transactional relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm going to do this so that you will give me this. I mean, it's, it's very defined. They know exactly. It's kind of like the sugar baby, sugar daddy, sugar mama type thing. Mm. I, th- this person will spend time with you so long as... You provide them a house. You buy them clothes. It's it's very, I'm going to do this if you do this. We're more selfless. I'm going to do it because we've already had those discussions about what what you need, what you desire, what you want. So like the person that I'm talking to, I know what she needs as far as emotionally and I know what she desires for the future out of a relationship. So if I can make the, if we decide that we're going to go through with a romantic style type relationship, I know that's, that's what she wants in order for us to survive long-term. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, it does. Yeah, I think that that servitude in that manner in relationships is generally tied to like religion a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, women submit to your men. Right. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I I have 
I have a hard time <laughs> with that. I think normal I, people do. <laughs> yeah, I don't want somebody because I've I've read the Bible. I've gone. Uh, I was big into religion for a while, and then I got into pickup artist. <laughs> so that kind of canceled that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you can't justify yeah. one with the other. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but when I looked at it, and we actually ran across a book, and it was the 36 Laws for Women to Find a Man. And the authors guaranteed a husband. Whoa. Yeah. Talk And if it didn't work for you, well, you can sign up for a $400 one-hour phone call, and they will review the rules again for you. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Yes. <laughs> that sounds like Scientology. Were they Scientologists? Um, I'm not exactly sure, but it was it, the woman could not show interest in the man. She couldn't talk to him first. Um, you can't receive a date for s- Saturday if he doesn't make it by Thursday. You can only be on the phone for 10 minutes. That's it. After that, you hang up. You, the, the call is done. You can't call them first. I mean, it was, oh my gosh. That's like that book that we talked about that I mentioned to you last time almost, but like for the female version. Oh, this was the female version. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) But that's just so awful and icky. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, how how much more disingenuine can you be? I mean, you're not being authentic to yourself. No. Yet you're also not. So he can't be authentic to you. Mm -mm. So I, I was like, oh my gosh. And people are buying this. Right, but yeah, we keep we we did a we did an entire episode and went through every single rule that that they had. Mm. We tore it up. <laughs> I'd have burned it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It took us a while to find all of the rules, but it, but the fact that they guaranteed. I went, okay, so if I don't, you're going to refund my money if I for the book, or are you going to refund. Pro- you probably will get a husband, honey, but you're going to get divorced a couple years later. So exactly, <laughs> because I mean, there's no definition in there. The guy is jumping through hoops. Oh yeah, and if he doesn't buy you a gift for your birthday or Valentine's Day, you break up with him. <laughs> what like, if like what if like you meet him and the next day is your birthday? I feel like that's not appropriate. Yeah, <laughs> that's not okay. <laughs> Yeah, or I mean, I, the girl that I'm talking to, I asked her what kind of, what is the best possible gift anybody could possibly give you for your birthday or a holiday or anything else. Her answer, genuine time. Mm. So she's a quality time gal, hey? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which is I feel that. Which is perfectly fine with me because I like that quality time. Right. So do you use like I mean, obviously you use like love languages, but do you get, do you get to know these people and, and help them figure out what type of mate is best suited for them through like uh, personality quizzes type thing? Uh, no, not really. Uh, we don't, we don't do any kind of matchmaking uh, because I mean, a matchmaker, it's a band aid, really. And mm-hmm. there's no guarantee we could, they could run through an entire list of people and it's not the type of person and we're they're not choosing the person themselves we're choosing that person for them right so we don't we don't do that what we do is 
we show them how they can introduce themselves to other people. Mm-hmm. But what we what we do, we do use some uh, some different tests that are out there. One of them is the Enneagram test. Mm-hmm. We we give that to them to help them to kind of discover who they are, what's important for them. But we also point out the red flags other people may see with the personality types that the Enneagram expo- shows. Uh, we have two oh. other, yeah, we have two other types of tests that we also give and they're real popular. There's one out there. It's called the big five. Mm-hmm. Um, we run a version of that. There's another one that just came out and it's a, it's a, it's a little bit more exact than the big five. I think they call it the big six, mm. but we, we also run people through that and that's just to help them kind of get the gears turning as to defining their own personality and their own character traits. Cause we, we'd split those character is who you are internally personality is what you show the world and you can fake personality you can't fake character character is going to come out if you're extremely tired or you're put under an immense amount of stress right so Hmm. we separate those and then we help them okay what type of person do you want what kind of character and what type of personality do you want to compliment you what Forget about looks. Looks are superficial. Looks don't last. Right. Character lasts. Personality will evolve. So we help them define that. And then we show them different ways. Like I, I met a wonderful girl, girl the other day. I was pumping gas. I was, that's an interesting car. What kind of car is that? I couldn't see the, the maker model. Like and logo. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So she just told me what kind of car it was. And I was like, do you like it? What, why did you decide to buy that car? She started going into all kinds of details. And then she asked me about my car and why I liked it. And then we just, it's just a genuine conversation. That's the only thing I was looking for. Just mm-hmm. a conversation. And after a while, I didn't even, I hadn't even finished uh, doing my evaluation as to whether she has the core traits that I look for before she turned around. Said, Would you like to go get a cup of coffee? Sure. Nice. And yeah. Right. I mean, so we show people how to do that. I think it's just amazing what you can achieve when you treat a woman like any other regular human. Exactly. Being. And so many people, <laughs> they, it, it's all about looks. Uh, they have an agenda. Uh, most of the yeah. 99% of the time is going to be sex. They have an agenda mm. and, or they just want somebody that they can snap a picture with so they can go and brag to their buddies. Look at this girl that I mm-hmm. saw. So now she's nothing more than arm candy. Don't really right. care about what she's feeling, what she's going through, how intelligent she is, uh, what she can actually offer as far as a relationship is concerned. And if somebody signs up for our, signs up with us or comes to one of our courses, one of our seminars, and that's on their mind, that's all they want. We kick them out. Mm-hmm. I have I have no tolerance for that. Right. I'm, I'm not going to be associated with 
teaching people how to manipulate other people. And unfortunately, there's no way around it. What we do teach can be used for manipulating. Right. Have you found that there's an age gap or difference between men who just want, like have that, that whole, they just want sex and men who come to you and genuinely want to like actually make a connection with someone? Uh, no, actually it's a mixed bag. Uh, oh. We have, we have people in their twenties. They've, they've never had a serious relationship mm-hmm. and they want one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, we've have people who are in, our oldest client that we have worked with was in their late seventies. Wow. And uh, he wanted, he just, he just wanted some, some hookups. And I was like, Jesus. okay, okay, dude, I, I understand, but that's not what we're about. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so, but we've had people in their seventies and it, it was painful. It was very, very painful. Because they've never had that deep connection with somebody, mm-hmm. and I used to be—I used to work in insurance, so I know what the mortality tables are. There wasn't a whole lot of time for us to really help him, help him oh, wow. go out there and find somebody and develop that deep connection. Uh, we were able to do it, but I was on pins and needles. Oh, I bet. <laughs> uh, he was an—he was an amazing guy, though. I mean, some of the stories that he had oh, I bet. Were, were just fascinating. <laughs> right. That's crazy. I, I, I know that in like among females, there's this like misnomer that, you know, if you if you get a guy too young, kind of it's um they're not family oriented or that's they just want one thing type thing. Um, and then, you know, of course, then you go into the older years and then you start thinking, oh, well, he's divorced three times. Like he's not going to be able to <laughs> hold <Yeah>. an actual relationship. <laughs> yeah, they have. It's it's really a mixed bag. Most, And what we find interesting is that the majority of our audience is female. Oh, I bet. And it, it ranges from we have women who are under 18 mm-hmm. and this just coming from some of the demographics that we have. Right. They're under 18. Uh, nobody can sign up for our course unless they are 18 because we do get into some sexual topics. Right. But it ranges from 18 all the way up to 60 plus. Mm-hmm. Our biggest demographic sits right at about 23 to 27. For the men, it's pretty much the same, mm-hmm. but it actually shifts they're more in their 30s. The men are, you mean? Yeah. The the biggest the biggest group that we have as far as men is men are concerned is in their 30s. Mm, I could see that. I mean, we've had people they've they've never had both men and women. They've never had a boyfriend. Some of them have never been kissed. They've never had any kind of serious relationship. We find some of the women that we work with come from a just a long string of tragic relationships mm-hmm. some of them emotionally abusive physically abusive and those are probably some of the hardest that we deal with uh, just helping them discover that it's not them it was the other person and sometimes we can't work with them until we refer them to uh, some counseling and right. then they come back because we're not counselors, uh, not a psychologist. Right. 
It's hard to help with that when you don't have an expertise on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I want to, right, I, I really do, but yeah. it's, it's beyond my, it's beyond my scope mm-hmm. and it, it's hard to do that to somebody I, where I'm telling them we want to help you. I really do want you to find what, you, what you're seeking, mm-hmm. but I can't do that and, until you go and seek professional help. Right. And I, I've, I've sat there and I've had, I'm actually kind of getting a little bit choked up. I've had, I've sat there and cried with them. I bet. Yeah. Those are, those are really hard subjects. I was going to ask if <laughs> you dealt with anybody. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually just regaining my composure. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I didn't mean to bring it all up. <laughs> all right, it, it's okay. I mean, it's, it's just this, it's very hard when you're trying to help somebody when, when you're on the cusp of being able to show somebody how to gain a life goal and something that can actually completely change their life and you're limited, you can't do it. Right. I heard, um, you know, we all hear that we have to like love ourselves before we can let anybody else love us or before we can really do anything else with anything else with anybody else. And there was a podcast that I was listening to the other day where the lady said that she hated that saying because it implies that you have to deny yourself that connection and that love in order to like really know yourself. And then like we're social human beings. We're not really supposed to be alone. We are supposed to want to be with other people. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we travel in groups. We travel in packs. Right. Exactly. And when you're ostracized, I mean, especially go back to elementary school or middle school, high school. Right. And you want to fit into a certain group. And all that group does is make fun of you for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. You wear the wrong clothes. You listen to the wrong music. You like a certain type of food. you you don't dress like we dress. Uh, it's it's going to be something. And all that does is that's where a lot of these, not, not in every case, but in a lot of cases, that's where a lot of this social anxiety comes from. Mm-hmm. You want to talk to this person. You want to ask them out. But then as soon, once you start make, moving in that direction, you go right back to that instance where you ask somebody out. Not only did that person laugh at you, but everybody else laughed at you. And you heard it from other groups five days later. Mm-hmm. And everybody's making fun of you. Right. Uh, to a degree, I would say you you don't have to love yourself, but you have to be comfortable with your own flaws. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their, has flaws. Uh, oh, yeah. When I was in when I was learning to be a pickup artist, we would act we would not shower. <laughs> As disgusting as this sound, we would not shower for a couple of days. We wouldn't change our clothes. And then we'd go walk around the mall just to see how many people actually paid attention to us. Mm-hmm. Most of them, uh, you could walk up and talk to them and they don't mention anything. They, they don't even st- take a step back. They're just kind of like, okay. Right. But they don't care. There's too much other stuff going on in their life. For them to care about whatever's whatever is going on with you, right? Uh, if you get into a thinking back into a relationship where you're going out with somebody and oh my gosh, my ears are too big, or 
whatever. I mean, I've got a freckle or a mole or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that I don't like. And they never noticed it. It was never even mentioned because they don't care. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Someone who's interested in you is not going to. I mean, they might see your flaws, but like I know when I love someone, I usually find their flaws kind of cute, you know, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, One of the challenges that I gave to a client three weeks ago, because they have really huge body issues. Uh, Everybody's got body issues. Uh, Oh, yeah. My fingers too small. My fingers too big. My fingers too fat. My fingers too thin. Whatever. I was like, do you live alone? Yeah. Walk around your house naked. What? I was like, walk around your house naked. You will soon become more comfortable with your body. Once you become more comfortable with your body, you're going to stop trying to cover it up in all black. Black is not a slimming color. Right. Because that's all all she would wear was just solid black. And it was kind of like a muumuu dress. Mm. I was Mm -hmm. like, girl, you... You look fine. Trust me. I mean, she wasn't she wasn't hugely overweight. If now, if I compared her to my version of a ten, yeah, there's a difference there. But she was average, right? And it, I was like, walk around your house naked. Who cares? Nobody else is there. Nobody's going to be pointing at you, right? You live on the second floor, so mm-hmm. I mean, and she did. And after a while, she actually became more comfortable with her with her body and her own looks. Good. That's awesome. Yeah, I know a lot of women have body image issues, but, you know, and it, and it usually revolves around weight or size, you know, of something, like whether it's yeah. your boobs or your butt or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, and guys, it's the same thing. I mean, yeah. it's not strong enough. I mean, I, I, they're not, we're not six feet. We're, we're we mm-hmm. don't, we're not built like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Uh, it's that kind of thing. There is a guy on TikTok. Um, his his TikTok handle is Sup Daily. I think his name is Chris, but he actually was talking on his like TikTok about how he actually has body image issues because he has he says that he has sort of a man bod, and I was like, there there are whole groups yeah. <laughs> dedicated to women who love man bods. Like, <laughs> yeah, have you not been on the internet for long? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, because we. We take people through both men and women. We sh- we show them about different things that they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, for guys, we have all different kinds of products and how shaving products in order to enhance their general appeal. And it's just pretty much it's just like basic hygiene. A do this morning and night. And hey, women, here you go. Here's a routine for morning and night if you don't have a routine already. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have different for some of our more supreme levels, we can actually bring in people who will do a full makeover as far as hair is concerned and makeup is concerned. General tips that can actually enhance your own natural colors. And it's not cheap. But oh, I bet not. <laughs> but if you know what your own natural colors are, it makes things it instead of trying to cover everything up, all you're doing is drawing interest from one area to to another. Right. Yeah. So one more question before we wrap up mm-hmm. here. I 
so we kind of briefly touched on like social anxiety and stuff, but yep. I am honestly terrified for humanity. <laughs> like <laughs> once we all come out of this pandemic and like we have to relearn how to talk to each other and nobody's going to want to start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what is the the major what are the major things that you tell people who have social anxiety and actually have a hard time speaking up in social situations? Well, one I've actually already mentioned. The only goal that you should have is to start a conversation. Don't mm-hmm. go into it looking for wanting a number, wanting the contact information, hoping for the date or anything else. All you want to do is just start a natural conversation. And at the gas pump is a perfect example. That's an interesting car. What kind of car is that? It's a question anybody can ask. Uh, The grocery store one I gave him the last episode. Do you like those chips? I mean, why do you like them? Uh, After that, all you have to do is just find a way of jumping from that topic to another. It's called a transition. Right. You seem like an interesting person. What do you do? Or, <laughs> I mean, if that's too bold, put, I'm just curious. What do you do? Mm-hmm. And just look for, look to have a natural conversation with somebody. And with that is being outcome independent. Okay. If they don't want to carry on a conversation with me, who cares? Right. I didn't ask them out for a date. I mean, it's not a rejection. Mm hmm. And even if they don't want to go out on a date or meet up later on for coffee, well, it was very nice meeting you. I hope to run into you again later on. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not dependent on a yes or no. It's, but taking that into consideration, it can really drastically drop the amount of anxiety somebody has. Mm-hmm. So two things. One, do you think it would be beneficial for people who have, like if you're straight and you're a male, would it be beneficial for them to attempt to just start a random conversation with a random person who is of the same sex or like whatever sex they're most comfortable oh. with before they move on from that? Uh, actually, it's uh, well for baby steps. Uh, I think the worst, worst case I ever had mm. was this guy. He literally froze up. I mean, yeah. it, he, we act, I had to actually come up and shake him. In order oh, to wow. get him to, yeah, he was, I mean, his anxiety level, it was almost a phobia. Wow. Yeah. Uh, with him, I actually told him, okay, this is what I want you to do. I just want you to go walk down this, down this corridor. And I just want you to say hi to five people. That's it. Mm-hmm. Don't, nothing else. Just wave hi and keep on walking. Those were the baby steps. That's, as, that's the most extreme case I had. And then I was like, okay, now I want you to go ask him, tell him hi, and then ask him for the time. Mm. And, and I eventually, we got it to where he was actually starting to open up a little bit more. His turning point came when we were shopping for shirts. I just took him to Dillard's and I was like, pick out some shirts, man. We got to replace them anyways. Mm-hmm. So he came in and he was holding up a couple of shirts and he's, which one do you think? I was, I'm really not sure. Why don't you ask her? And I just pointed this woman behind him. He turned around and goes, excuse me, this, which do you looks better? This one or this one? And she gave him his, and he's like, really? Why is that? He wasn't even aware that he was doing it. Nice. And he started a conversation. Mm-hmm. So that's another way you can do it is just ask for somebody's opinion. 
Right. Yeah, that's a good way. So my my second one was in the four hour work week. I I I think in there I read he said that you should attempt to build up your own confidence by staring people in the eyes or looking and staring. <laughs> Don't stare at them because then they think that you're going to kill yeah. them. But <laughs> by looking people in the eyes just as you walk past them, just to see if anybody, partially to see if anybody meets eyes with you, but also to build up your confidence in looking people in the eyes. And then he, I think he also said to um, just ask like random people for their phone numbers to build up your, your confidence to asking people for their phone numbers or something oh, wow. like that. I wouldn't do that. No. The second part I wouldn't do. Why? Uh, it's way too creepy. <laughs> I mean, just my just, just myself. Out. Hey, can I have now, your phone number? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I'm courageous. I do a lot of weird things, mm. but I would not. I wouldn't go that far. Right. Yeah. Now, if somebody wants to do it, that's fine. Go. It's your life. Well, I'm not now that tell I think you. about it, I could be misinterpreting it. Maybe it was just the goal for the week was to get like a certain amount of phone numbers by the end of the week. But I that think sounds that's pickup artist. That sounds pickup artist. Right, but I think that this was more for, or supposed to be more for, like networking. I would hope okay. because it was the four-hour work week, right? Okay. Well, if it's business networking, I can see that. Right. But as far as somebody trying to meet somebody else, uh, no. No. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, even for like friendships for people, for some people I'm concerned for. So yeah. uh, <laughs> friends and network. <laughs> yeah. For personal goals uh, or as far as building your own confidence, it, it really lies in taking action. Because like a lot of guys say, hear stuff. They hear this from women. We Be confident, be confident, be confident. Well, nobody can describe what confidence is. Right. And they look in the dictionary and that, that's absolutely no help. No. <laughs> so what I did was I was like, okay, think of confidence as taking a risk. You're going to take a risk by actually talking to somebody. That's mm -hmm. confidence. So in order to build your own self-confidence, you have to be able to meet or do certain things in order to accomplish small goals and get small success. So just walking down and saying hi to five women or five guys, whatever it is, and they don't turn around and chew you out or slap you for being weird. <laughs> You've won. Okay. Yeah. Nobody's going to do that to you. Right. Or if I'm standing in line and I'm in a coffee line or wherever, and I see them ordering some kind of coffee and it's like, is, is that coffee any good? Sure. Should I get it? Why do you like it? Okay. So I engaged in a conversation. It lasts for 30 seconds. When? I mean, she didn't attack me. She's not calling the cops. I'm not, her boyfriend's not coming over to beat me up. Right. That, that's a win. Mm -hmm. uh, now, the last time that we talked, I was, I was in law enforcement and I've since changed careers. Uh, the injury that I got has now prevented me from returning to law enforcement. You were injured? Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a stage four slap tear, labrum tear. So I've been, yeah, it, it was pretty bad. But I have a, now I'm a security guard over at a casino. Mm -hmm. And I have this little thing when we're, I, we're doing ID cards where I'll take the ID card, I'll look at it. I'll do the full ID card verification thing. And then I'll look at them and I'll, um, excuse me, 
I now need the real ID card because this one says you're 34. <laughs> <laughs> it, they remember me for it. Yeah, right. And, and it's, it's flattering to them. It's a low-level, uh, polite way of flirting mm-hmm. without trying to uh, initiate anything. But if I can do that, if, or if somebody else can actually do something like that, it'll boost your confidence. Right. You're just looking for small wins. Right. It doesn't have to be anything grand. You're not trying to go out and get five dates in five days or talk to 15 women or 15 men in an hour. It's too much. Right. Yeah, just get used to just talking to somebody, building that into like a five-minute, 10-minute, 15-minute conversation. If you can hold their interest for that long, you're you're well on your way. All now you got to do is just ask. Right. Yeah, what you were saying earlier about confidence being just taking a risk. You're right. When when yeah. women say we when women say they like confidence, what they're saying is that they want you to be confident enough to come over and talk to them and ask them out and actually just engage in conversation with them. Yeah. Not most of the time, but like yeah, some of them, they're going to look at you and they're going, oh, God, here I go again. How, how am I going to get rid of this guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming that's not happening. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, they also want you to be, you know, confident enough to do other things that require what I guess we could consider bravery. But I mean, it's not like we're asking you to, like, go, you know, sword fight someone. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's being genuine. I mean, yeah. walk up, have... Have the courage to be genuine. Don't exactly. sit there and list off all of your trophies. Uh, I've done quite a bit in my life. I've been uh, I've been interviewed on national television. I've been in newspapers, national magazines. I've worked for Hollywood. Big deal. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit there and try to impress somebody with the car that I drive or the money that I earn. Right. Those are trophies. They want to see who I am and what I can offer them. So be genuine, be authentic, have the courage to do that. And even with women, do the same thing. Have the confidence to be genuine and authentic with the guy that you're interested in. Mm -hmm. And then really step it up and say, look, I I really like where we're at, but can we go out on more of a romantic level? It's a nice subtle way of, broaching the subject of hey i'm into you can we can we do this right <laughs> so, and, but i've i've actually done that to uh, two girls that i've been talking to uh mentioned it earlier are you mm-hmm. considering going out with me because i i'm considering going out with you right and if she says no i mean did i ask her out on a date did i ask her to be my girlfriend no i'm just saying are you considering it right so where's the rejection if they say no? Mm-hmm. And it's very, it's very, uh, and it actually takes the pressure off of her of having to actually re- do a full-on rejection because mm-hmm. not many women want to do that. They don't want to sit there and have to reject somebody. No. no, we sure don't. Like, even when you ask us out, even if we don't want to go out with you, some women will say yes just because they feel bad. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> which is a, which is tragic because you already know from the get-go. It's oh, yeah. It's not going to work. Absolutely. 
Yeah. And then that starts a whole slew of other issues. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Relationships are not easy. No, for certain. That's really what we're, what we're after. That's what we're trying to do is, okay, if this comes up, if this is happening, what kind of conversation are you asking? What kind of questions are, uh, what kind of questions are you asking? Uh, Because if you're not driving deep, then that emotional connection, that deep emotional connection isn't happening. And if, if you don't know what you're looking for, then you're willing to take whatever's come, whoever's paying attention to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you're looking at me. I'll take you. Let's go. Right. right. <laughs> and then you find out three, four, five, six months or heaven forbid, 20 years later. And right. you're like, what happened now? This isn't what I want. That is the definition of waste my time. <laughs> yeah. And, or even worse, you're just settling. Right. Instead of actually going through and looking at, is this person really what I want? Mm-hmm. Is this a relationship that I really want? And yeah, we're trying to avoid that because what we're at just over 50%. I think the last numbers were 53% divorce rate. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at the numbers for that, well, the reasons, there's a few things on there that weren't there, such as really bad sex, <laughs> which can be avoided, but right. or you can't put it, put on there. No, we didn't define the relationship, mm-hmm. but most of the time is money issues or, uh, <laughs> One of my favorites, irreconcilable differences. Yeah. But yeah. That can so, mean so many things. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm just we're just going through and we're like, what there is a way of avoiding all of this. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to set set people up with a relationship that they really want, that they really desire. And let me tell you, when you find when you have that deep seated connect that deep connection, it is absolutely magical. Right. That's that true love stuff people talk about. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't manufacture it though. I mean, no. That's that's what the pickup artist community and the matchmakers and all this other dating gurus and um yeah. That's what they promise. But it's right. all theory. And Theory doesn't work in real life. Right. There is a dating guru out there right now that's a guy, Matthew Hussey. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm familiar with Matthew Hussey. Yes. Uh, what's your opinion on him? <laughs> uh, well, if you go and sit through one of his seminars, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to come out feeling really good. Like you can actually tackle the world. Mm. But Give it like two or three days and reality is going to slap you in the face because there's very little in there that you can actually take action on. Mm. That's the part that's not explained. Right. The vast majority of these relationship dating gurus, it's all theory based and it sounds good. And sometimes they're going to leave out facts from the research that they're using or that they've run across. And so they're not going to put in, okay, if you do that, here's the other results that could take place. So now you're not, now you're completely unprepared. Right. 
that's really one of the biggest differences between us and them. We're going to explain it to you. We're going to explain to you why it works. But we're also going to show you how to do it. And now we're not going to force anybody to do it. Like we said, we have, we're, we're not a system. Um, we're kind of like a, this college course. You want to build transportation vehicles. We're going to show you how here's everything that goes with that. But you can build a bicycle or you can build a locomotive or maybe an airplane. All right. Mm-hmm. What do you want to build? So, but what they're doing is that they're, okay, here's how you build a Honda Civic and that's all you're going to get. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Next. Yeah, he's a really great um, public speaker, I have noticed. He's a good motivational speaker. Super. Yeah, he's good at yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not about trying to build somebody up. Oh, we're going to give the hard knocks facts. Gotcha. And I, I've run into, I had a client the other day. Yes, but this would, dude, if you're going to sit here and argue with me and not do what I'm not do what I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you the cargo shorts have got to go along with the sandals right, and the, the socks, homie. Yeah. Yeah. But it was even worse. It was uh, brown sandals with a black belt and uh, what was it? Oh, he had this. Um, mermaid looking watch band i was like dude uh, uh it's brown with brown that's a lot and, going on <laughs> yeah and, and cargo shorts on top of it mm-hmm. i was like oh my dude it, yes that your look how you were dressing and how you were acting because he's just like you want to go out no okay and i was like okay there's nothing appealing about your body position there's nothing appealing about your tone of voice Mm-hmm. And you're surprised that they're just like, no, no. right? <laughs> and they're kind of leaning away from you as mm-hmm. they're. Uh, so if you're not willing to do what I'm telling you to do, or at least part of it, mm-hmm. it's not going to work for you. And I mean, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your money, right? Uh, so, but I could sit there and go, oh yeah, just keep doing that. All you have to do is this, and here's a thousand dollar audio course it'll put you in the proper frame of mind maybe (laughs) and if it doesn't work i have an upgrade for you oh of course yeah (laughs) we did have one of those uh she charged one hundred twenty three thousand dollars. whoa yes i'm not even kidding it's one hundred twenty three thousand dollars for a weekend now you don't get anything friday night you get eight hours on saturday and three hours on sunday so, 10 hours of sitting in the audience listening to this person speak. And then there's a breakout group. Those are $2,300 a piece. Oh, my God. Yeah. It makes me, I don't know. I, it makes me so angry that people charge $120,000 for a weekend. Yeah. Like, that is so ridiculous. You don't need that much money from 50 people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, our, we just recently redesigned all of our stuff. We dropped everything into a single course. So we took all of the courses that we have and dropped it into a single course. Nice. Now, it's not cheap. It, right. It's about 2500 bucks. Well, but that's not 120000 <laughs> Yeah. Now, our 
our full blown one is 15,000, but we fly out to your house for a week. Right. We stay with you one-on-one for a week and walk nice. you through everything. Uh, no, we have a, we have an add on to that 20, 2,500. So it becomes 27, but we fly everybody that paid the $2,700. We fly everybody out for an entire weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, airfare is paid for hotel is paid for. Uh, we have a dance lesson that is paid for. So it's four hours. You're going to learn how to salsa dance or mambo or whatever type of dance you want to do. Nice. Then we have limo service to several clubs, full bottle entry, full bottle service, dancing. It is a celebration. Dang. And we have these little bank breakout groups where, okay, who's having problems with their approaches? Who's having problems doing the transition? Who's having problems with their wardrobe? Who's having problems with whatever problem you got? We will sit down with everybody and work with them one-on-one the entire weekend. No other service that we are aware of does that. Not even the $123,000 ones where you get to sit there and listen to them for 10 hours. Right. And feel good. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, are you guys going to do, you guys should do like marriage retreats and stuff like that too. Uh, we do have a lot of married, married people that actually come out. Um, I, like I want to go. There's a, oh, <laughs> our, the, the show that we had on kissing we have this kissing technique that I I can't take full credit for because I talk to a lot of women on right. what they like as far as how to be kissed. There's also a lot of sexology courses and stuff that I've attended. No degrees. I just went I just took a bunch of courses. Right. Um but this it's very it's very simple. It's it's six steps. And I went through and described it. This guy said that he kissed his wife using those techniques. And it starts off very, very slow. I mean, just very light butterfly touches on the lips. Mm-hmm. And until you get to the grand finale, which is the full tongue and everything. Right. He, he had the same experience that I had when I found somebody that I actually wanted to try this with. She literally melted in his arms. Oh, and yeah. yeah. And <laughs> we've had other married couples where we've saved their marriage, a 20 year marriage, hmm. actually saved it by a simple single technique. Nice. Do what you did when you first met. Right. That's what attracted them, but you stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. Why not try it again? Right. Yeah, people get told that all the time. Like people say that I feel like in videos and movies and stuff like that all the time. And I don't understand why more people don't take it seriously. Like there's a reason that people keep saying it. <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, part of part of what we've done or part of what I did after I left the pickup bars community mm-hmm. was looking at I went out and interviewed people at old folks homes, people that were, they'd been married for 40 years, 50 years, 60 years. What made, how are you two able to stay together for so long? And they told me pretty much their entire secret, their secrets, really not secrets, but they told me their story. 
Mm-hmm. And how did you two meet? Oh, he was standing down. He was on the ship standing below me, and I threw my handkerchief out, and he caught it. <laughs> and, and if anybody else brought it to me, I would have rejected him. But mm-hmm. he caught it. He's the one I wanted. All right. It's stuff like that. That's and, too cute of a story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's all kinds of, I mean, I, I have all these different stories and these different life experiences that I was able to combine with the research, the scientific research, and put all of that together. And I don't want to say I found the secret, but nobody else has the information that we have. Right. And it, it worked for me. It worked for my co-host. It's worked for the clients that we've worked with so far. Mm-hmm. And you, you don't have to be fake. You don't have to go through and spend $800 on some beginner level course that's going to teach you a bunch of manipulation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. For a long term, right? For, yeah, it doesn't work long term. Uh, you're going to end up hurting them. They're, mm-hmm. which is going to affect their future relationships. The reason right. I'm too good to be true is because they've been worked over so many times by manipulation that they're just not sure. Oh, Wait 100%. a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it, it makes those of us that are actually genuine, that actually want something, it makes our job so much harder. And it, does. it can yeah. make... I don't know how many relationships I've missed out on that could have been absolutely fabulous, but they decided this is, uh, there's some, I'm not used to this. This is too different. Mm-hmm. And they were too guarded. Yeah. Yes. And you can wind up hurting yourself really too, because I mean, if you don't form, if you're only forming superficial relationships with people, and nobody ever stays with you, like that can eventually hurt your psyche, you know, and your confidence. Yeah, superficial relationships. That's where I call it paper love. Mm. It's where the guy or the girl, they look perfect on paper. I mm-hmm. mean, the girl, she had her breast size is right, her bust size is right, her uh her butt size, so she has the right color hair, the right complexion, the right eyes. I mean, all of this superficial stuff. Uh for the guys. He he has the triangular figure. He's six foot. He has, he's a doctor or a lawyer, whatever kind of profession it is. Everything looks good on paper. But when you, and that it's almost like ordering a car. I mean, does it have four tires? Check. Uh, MP3, check. Uh, okay. Cruise control, check. Auto lights, check. I mean, that's kind of what it's like. But if you don't go any further or any deeper with it, it can be perfect, but the ride sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> ride you've ever had. You're going down the road and you feel every little pebble you're running over mm-hmm. because the character traits are not there. Right. That's why we reverse that. We go character traits first. Okay, what kind of core traits do you need? I have four traits that any woman that I go out with has to have if we want any kind of hope of any type of relationship. Then I have some traits that are, okay, if we want something long-term, you need these other two traits. And then I have some that are, they're negotiable. Like I'm a very adventurous person. She has to have some kind of 
of adventure. She can't be a homebody 24 seven. It's going to drive me nuts. Right. Uh, then I have some, and I, it's not the icing on the cake. It's the sprinkles on the icing. They are extremely nice to have. So, I mean, so really out of the 15 that I now have, you need four. Then I have an additional two for anything, any hope of long-term. Then I have some that are, they're good to have, but they're negotiable. And then I have the last few and they're just like, if you got those friggin' awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, cause we have these traits and, Oh, but I have 250 traits. You have a what? <laughs> no, <Right>. dude. <laughs> Uh, I had no kidding. I had a guy, he had 150. Are there even uh, that many traits in human, like, like one human being? <laughs> I, yeah. I was like, you, you, I don't know what kind of goddess you're expecting to fall from heaven, <laughs> but you're not going to find that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I had uh, one girl, she had three. I was like, um, you might want to re-examine that. a little bit there, hon. Yeah. Raise the bar a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. It's so hard. I, um, on TikTok, there's like a trend going around that's, that is, I, I think it's some guy that's like, tell me the moment that you realize the bar was set so like super low for men. And the fact that that can even be a thing is a problem that men should definitely pay attention to and keep their ears perked up about and try to do better. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, uh, the problem that we've seen nowadays is uh, before the pandemic started, the online dating realm, they, mm -hmm. those companies were in trouble. Uh, people were, they were getting rid of their accounts. They were deleting the apps faster than they can actually recruit new people. Oh, um, Match.com actually got sued by the FCC for not deleting accounts that were supposed to be deleted and having fake accounts mm -hmm. in order to draw people in and to get them to upgrade to a higher level. Wow. But now it's, and people are starting to get, they were getting tired of the hookup mentality that right. came with online dating. Mm -hmm. Well, now it's, it's the only thing that they've got. Yeah. <laughs> now everybody's like, yeah. it's the pandemic. I'll take like a light touch on my arm, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It, just please look at me right, <laughs> without <exactly>. the mask. <laughs> yes. But they, yeah, everybody's coming back, and we're having we're having to teach how to do online dating and how that stuff actually works. Mm -hmm. But not not just jumping at the first person that actually kind of spends more than five minutes with you, right? And. An interesting thing that we're also seeing happen is more and more women. It was starting before the before the pandemic, but more and more women are actually now stepping forward and asking guys out, mm -hmm. which is actually a good thing because I've talked to some of them. They're like, "Yeah, but I'm getting tired of waiting." Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, so they're and it's taking guys by surprise. Mm -hmm. Some of them don't like it. Uh, most of them actually do because now they don't have to, but more it's actually having a negative effect because more and more guys are waiting for the girl to ask. Right. And I was <laughs> like, no, you got to do it 50, 50, man. 
yep meet her halfway <laughs> yeah because yep. either what either she's going to go find somebody else or you're going to get friend zoned oh yeah real quick yeah well thank you so much for coming back on and I, so your new website is I Know Cupid. And if anybody wants to hire you, they can get a hold of you there, I presume? Uh, actually, well, they don't have to hire us. I mean, they, but if they well, have something specific and, and something bigger in mind, then yes, they can hire us there. Right. But if they just need, need a question answered or just it's real quick and we don't see the need for them to spend any money on it, we will just do a quick overview. Um, if they want, they can actually come on the show. We'll do a, an on-air coaching session with them. Nice. Uh, no charge. Um, I don't want – a lot of the problems that people have are very simple, and right. they don't need to spend money to figure it out. Uh, they just need a direction to go in. Right. And that's that's how I'd view it. Gotcha. But like I said, my integrity is it, – it, my integrity is all I have. <laughs> Well, I doubt it's all you have if you're too good to be true. But <laughs> yeah, my co-host keeps saying the same thing. <laughs> right? <laughs> but Clearly, yeah. that's not entirely true, sir. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's something that I, I don't want to take advantage of anybody or anybody's pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not what I'm about. But yeah, they can come out to iknowcupid.com. Yeah, uh, I just went on there and found like all of the shows and stuff that you guys have been doing. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. We're now into into our third season. I think we have over one hundred episodes out there right now. Nice. All right. Well, thank you so much again for coming on and answering our questions. If anybody else has any questions for him, please feel free to email me. I will try to bring him back if he's not too busy. You have been listening to the Teachable Soul podcast. You can find us on any social media platform, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram as the Teachable Soul or on Twitter as Teachable Soul. Also, if you'd like to help support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash the Teachable Soul. You can also visit our website for more information at theteachablesoul.com. 